0: Welcome to the Yang Gang Roundtable. We have uh, myself, Fei Ku, Mia Songbird, and our guest Gavin Campbell here today. I had no idea we were doing a show. I was just fortunate that I happened to walk over to my computer and see Fei messaged me. So welcome. This is the Basic Income Advocacy Podcast, uh, and uh, it is nice to meet you, Gavin. Could you please tell tell me who you are? Because I don't know.
1: Yeah, um, I am. Here in Alaska, I I work, uh, recently started a podcast that advocates for people to empower themselves so that they're capable of empowering others. So, the idea is to um, just create a cohesive narrative around the different aspects of empowerment and how we can uh, engage in them and um, maintain that process via community building and incentive structures. I'm also here working on a house, so I do that as well. And um, yeah, that's my current life up here in Alaska. Nice. Um, spend a lot of time on Clubhouse, um, just sifting through rooms and finding. Basically, I I find people who perk my attention, and I invite them on the podcast. And you know, I just try and find really positive message each time. So.
0: How, how, did, how did you find our, your way to our podcast?
2: Well, he he invited Mia because we just pre-talked this. He invited Mia to his podcast, okay. and so Mia uh, invited him back to ours.
0: I heard Obviously. some of it, but I kind of missed it because I was setting up all the text, the the the, uh, the oh, text sure. stuff. Yeah,
2: yeah. <clears throat> so, um, so tell us about your podcast. What is it called?
1: Uh, Ewta stands for. Especially with that attitude, <laughs> um, it came up. It it came up a number of years ago. A friend of mine said it, and it always just stuck with me. I was like, "Huh, you know what? You're right. By if, if I just change my perspective, I really can just do anything. You know, whatever I put my mind to. And if I believe I can't do it, I've already said no for myself. And um, so it always kind of stuck with me. And you know, recently, I I I got thinking about w- what what it's going to take to see some of these changes that we're all beginning to coalesce around. You know, we're, we're great, gaining greater and greater understanding around, you know, what our intention is and um, having more clarity about the implications of it. And so I started talking with people about a global movement. I thought, you know what, we, I think there's enough people on planet Earth who believe in a... Um, in a guiding principle to lead our lives and in a human oriented way and you know i started talking about the scale and thinking about the scale and there were many people who would say -uh, never gonna happen and all i could think was especially with that attitude Yeah. So,
2: well, that's what I often think about. I'm like, if you don't think something can be done, just get out of the way while we go and do it. (laughs) You know, try not to at least uh, hinder it. Let's try to, you know. And I feel like the thing people don't really understand is like change is happening constantly, right? You're hurtling through space and you're like, you know, the, the world is turning and you don't even notice it. You think you're sitting still in your room right? But, but all of this is <laughs> happening. The change is happening. You just need to push it very slightly in the right direction. Just like that jet stream that hit us down in Texas, like it just barely, you know, probably at the beginning, it moved a couple of degrees and boom, it hit Texas, you know, at the end of it. So,
1: mm-hmm.
2: yeah. So what kinds of things do you talk about on your podcast? Was uh, Could UBI be one of those things? <laughs> 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 one of those things.
1: Yes. Yes. I, I, like I said, I want to make a very cohesive narrative around this concept of, um, empowering individuals. So I've had a number of, um, different, um, spiritual practices, um, conscious. I am in a consciousness group and my, um, my instructor, I had him on. Um, and then, um, I'm having neuroscientists, um, and i had mia on and then right shortly thereafter i had a gentleman who's a re- um the founder of a foundation called copiosis and i don't know i think i may have sent it to you mia the p2p foundation and copiosis but yeah, um but,
3: uh, interesting yeah yeah, yeah.
1: oh i'm getting echo sorry <laughs> Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm just trying to run it through, um, all the different professions this weekend. I'll be having a, a teacher on who is doing some amazing work with, um, his classroom, um, when I tap into the education side, etc. cetera. So, yeah.
3: Hi, Ariel. Mm-hmm.
4: Hi guys. <laughs> Good Hi. to be here. Oh, and, and by the way, um, I heard of the copiosis uh, foundation they're trying to like replace money with like nbr and stuff like that like be- it's it's more of like a benefits based economy that works through some kind of algorithm it's so it's so interesting we had a guy on on stream people who was a carpenter who talked about that so i'm a bit familiar
1: <laughs> what's
4: stream? well that's
2: awesome i i would like to know what copiosis means that word
1: I think it itself it's something to do with wealth and prosperity um like like abundance. copious think about yeah yeah, that. Yeah. yeah
4: yeah okay
2: oh so basically the opposite of scarcity mindset we're talking about abundance. abundance mindset.
1: yeah bingo
2: oh i didn't even know there was a word for it copiosis <laughs> and here we have been working on this
1: yeah it and and in that platform it's just the this one of the first steps towards that there's going to be a series of you know deregulation when in like legal ways and it it's just a a series of steps towards protopia you know an acknowledgement that we can't reach utopia so just getting closer and closer towards that that aspect anyway
2: Okay, so it is a, a word that's been made up to represent the things that this uh, platform wants to do. Right. Okay. And the same thing with uh, this net benefit rewards that you're talking about, because I'm on their website now, is that this is something that um, is made up, uh, like a new word that sounds similar to UBI. And it sounds, sure.
3: but yeah. they're saying,
2: this kind of sounds like UBI to me, but it's NB, NBR, net yeah, benefit so the, rewards.
1: The NBR hmm. is... is- exclusively for purchasing luxury goods all your basic necessities are are oh get uh, are a given and anything that you need to create an object is is also provided so the thing the nbr is exclusively for you you can't trade it away and you can only use it for you you'll just use it for items that are you know um yeah and a luxury so yeah
0: so, is this an extant currency in any form yet, or is it just a theory at the moment?
1: I think it is. Um, it's a theory right now. All it's, right. Um, yeah, the the concept is so large that it's they're still in like I think they have two pilot programs that are about to begin. Um, other than that, it's just like, and they have like just a shade under a thousand members on their Facebook group. So, well,
3: you uh, a lot of for that. That small of a coalition—that's some ambitious work, though. That's a lot of people who have some real, uh, real dedication.
1: Bingo.
0: So, is this uh, eventually going to be like a cryptocurrency?
1: Uh, it would, it it would, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I I assume it's going to be something on the blockchain Uh, anyway. But we'll see. You know, we'll see how far technology (laughs) progresses in the next five to seven years. Yeah, knows what could come up.
2: (laughs) Well, I think it's really interesting that in this space, there are so many different uh, competing technologies, people who are working on uh, different ways of providing a UBI through either crypto or through some sort of you know um, new new type of currency type of thing that would transcend boundaries of you know uh, national you know nations and so forth, and maybe escape some of those controls. So uh, but the the great thing is that there are so many, but it's confusing too. Right, because there's so many. So like if you live in the United States, you know you use the US dollar, right? But it mm-hmm. but when you when you look at there's there's copiosis with their um, new currency, then there's the good dollar, then there's the you uh, I just heard about something called the UBI dollar. Have you heard of that mm-hmm. one?
1: I, I saw it on the on the Twitter feed.
2: Okay, yeah. yeah. Because we yeah. added you to our uh, podcast feed, right? So <clears throat> there's uh you know, all of these different competing uh, technologies. And uh, I wonder which one's going to win, you know, should we just all participate in as many as possible? Or how should we go about this right now? It's it's a lot of bandwidth to, you know, yeah. learn about each one.
1: Yeah. So I, I don't know what you all know about cryptocurrency. Um, I'm just going to speak for myself here. Um, it seems like there's a lot of uh, glitter you know glitter Mm -hmm. glitter and sparker sparkles going on you know especially in the nft world where Mm -hmm. you know it's this glamorizing of you could be rich and famous too you know and um hopefully you know i I, i've been you know the second i heard of the blockchain technology i was like oh yeah that's just a good idea yeah that makes perfect sense and so hopefully things at some point will die down and we'll begin to get more focused on what the utility of each of these platforms are. and um, you know, some of the more um, because it, they they are they're they're creating them for different purposes. Yeah. you know they're they're so some of them will rise to the top and some will fade away, and we'll get some more clarity about that um, with time is the hope. so, yeah.
3: Yeah, we got basically a lot of startups right now that are going to either, uh, sink or fail in the next few years. We'll see which ones are more successful because they'll start taking more and more of the pie and eventually we'll start presenting them because <laughs> that's how everything that gets too big works. So
0: if net benefit rewards are specifically for your luxury goods, your, your, your non-essentials, uh, a purely elastic demand goods so 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 there's presumably some kind of other system in place to meet one's basic fundamentals what would that be
1: yeah there there's this there's an acknowledgement that we're all trying to incentivize each other to do good basically mm-hmm. via the yeah the incentive structures yeah and so that because it I think it's a conjunction like we're going to have all this automation you know as we all know and so we're trying to like take that and leverage it into giving everyone these basic needs um mm-hmm. that, that's how it's going to be best, as i understand is that like that that all that work will go straight into supplying the basic needs of people
0: so so the nbr that- is kind of built on the presumption that basic needs will be taken by taken care of by like some other system that someone else will create or am I mis- um, mis- misunderstanding?
4: Well, I think it's just a given. It's like just given like, like however you just don't pay for like a place to live. You just don't pay for the, you know, kind of food. Well,
0: Yeah. That sounds good. That sounds good. But is there, is there like a information on how to get there and what the specifics of yeah. that system will be?
1: Yeah. 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 So I uh, honestly, I'm not the person to talk to about this. I can give you general Information, but you can pour over the Q and A. They have an FAQ, F- F- A- and I think it would take about nine hours to get oh, wow. through it. <laughs> yeah, it's I'm very not very extensive. That. Yeah, yeah. Um, you um, gotta tell me. Said, yeah. That being said, it's very it's very interesting. The 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 questions are are very interesting because of the skepticism that's thrown towards this, and um, mm-hmm. so you get. You know, and, and you can see the transparency that that he's trying to bring to the entire system. You know, after each question is answered, there's a little hyperlink that says "Still have questions? Click here, and uh, your question will be answered, and we'll post it onto this onto this blog. Ah. Every single question will be answered."
2: Yeah, interesting. Yeah. So how did um, how did you get involved with this project?
1: Um... Copiosis? Mm-hmm. Uh, I just interviewed uh, him the other day. Um, so there's a there's a group, uh, Change Makers Society that I follow on um, on Clubhouse. That um, they they host uh, Wednesdays, Thursdays, and Saturdays, and it's all the people that you want to be in a room with—just the most inspiring individuals you've you've ever met—and very very neat group of people. So they're working on a, a platform where you'll basically have a change makers database and. They're trying to gamify goodwill. Um, So anyway, that's where I initially heard of uh, Perry. He was on there giving, you know, a talk about copiosis and the implications of it, etc. And um, so, yeah, he caught my attention, got in contact with him and interviewed him. Um, Yeah,
2: this actually is another this reminds me of, uh, you know, why change is really interesting, because, again, you've got um, a lot of different people in this space also Competing for this, trying to do the best that they can do in their own way, right? And we're going to see which ones really went out and become the 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 ones that become, uh, you know, well known and and well used and popular and so forth. Uh, mm-hmm. But we are, we've also interviewed a group called Leyline here. Have you heard of Leyline? No, no, I haven't. Okay, so that's also a group that's gamifying, and so uh, Ariel will probably be able to tell you about it later because Ariel is much more involved than the rest of us.
3: Ariel's
1: um, the leyline guy. Awesome! I'm excited. Yeah, yeah. he's he's trying so, to just
4: yeah. Go ahead.
2: Yeah.
1: Oh no no please finish up.
4: Yeah, uh, you, okay. he's just trying to make it fun to like do like uh, good things in the world and like you you get you get like these ley line points that you can convert and you get something like a gift card or, or like a code and stuff like that. So yeah.
2: Leyline's really specifically going after gamers first. And because uh, the person who founded that uh, came out of the gaming industry. So yeah, we'll, we'd love to get you hooked up so you can learn more about it too. Um, and that's what this uh, roundtable format is really for so that we can talk um, in groups. Uh, we were, I would say like we were like sort of the original clubhouse where we kind of <laughs> hang out together and get to know people. Um, yeah, but uh, I think the really interesting thing about uh, all of these different competi- competitive, you know, sort of things going on is that everybody had the same idea at the same time. It feels like, doesn't it? Necessity like, it is the mother ago, of invention. Yeah,
0: <laughs> Necessity is the mother of invention, right? You know, we needed something like this. So, yeah.
2: I'm sorry. What were you
3: saying, Gavin?
1: Oh um, yeah, there is, there's this, the weirdest sensation, um, you know, it, I don't, I don't know if you all saw the movie Her with Joaquin Phoenix. Mm -hmm. Uh, I know of it, but
2: I I have not seen it.
1: Yeah,
2: I've heard of it. It's on Netflix. Trailers. It's on Netflix Netflix if you have want to watch it.
1: (laughs) So there's where she the the AI says I have to go, and I can't explain to where, and um and you know Joaquin Phoenix being the human that he is, you know obviously can't understand. And I've had a very similar sensation, you know, oscillating between Clubhouse and then the real world. Um, <laughs> there's just all these people who have fucking, am- or, excuse me, sorry, um, really okay. good ideas, really good ideas. And you just you see in real time the puzzle pieces fitting together. So, you know, Faye, you were saying the competition. I don't see it as competition anymore. It's just like most people want to help each other. And they're just looking for a way to work together. And, you know, most of these people who are doing these really brilliant and brave and, you know, front of the line things have lower egos. So they're able to work well and they recognize what's the better good. And um, yeah, the, this this platform Clubhouse is, is just, um, you know, it's bursting at the seams with just creative people who are, Doing amazing work and um, just really yeah. Uh, exciting, yeah. And then Twitter, well, Twitter well, Spaces well. is also like that.
4: Even though, like people assume that it can be really toxic, the spaces is the most not toxic. There's just something about the audio that's so much more enlightening than the text. Well, you lose, you lose, you lose I, so
0: much in the textual medium. You lose like the pace of yeah. the, the cadence, the tone of voice, you know, inflection,
2: all kinds of stuff
3: so much better in text than I do in the real world, though. Well, Some people, you know, some people are the, more comfortable in
2: it, yeah. One of the great things about the voice is that you feel like that person is definitely a real person. Now, once they get bots that can pretend to be you, you know, or pretend <laughs> yeah. to be a real person. Oh, they already uh, can. Which they have, right? Which yeah. they have. But they're not in, using, in they're audio too expensive format? right now, right? Mm-hmm. There's, yeah, in the audio format. Once yeah. they get it to where, Robots can mix in with you, and then you're not quite sure again whether they're, you know, real or not <laughs> We're real. almost there. Somehow that makes a difference. Yeah. That but, makes a but difference. But if, it's, if it's an audio
4: bot, I think I can catch that.
0: You'd think that, but yeah. I mean, check they're, out some of the newest if they're Google
3: demos. Creative,
4: if they not creative,
3: yeah. I don't know. Would it be discriminatory not to talk to a chat box that could fool you into thinking it was a person? AI
0: is more creative <laughs> than you might think. <laughs> AI can be startlingly creative like if i said like <laughs> who, are, who
4: are your parents and it was like you know machine number 1 i'd i'd be like
0: no uh, in like in like a, there there are ai chatbots that will have a, a cover story it will tell you who their parents are like you know john smith and and susan doe
4: and then what did they do? And then as they'll you know, make it just, up. Just by saying that, I know that those are like some fake ass names.
3: My my point is, if I'm having a conversation that is full of depth and is helping me discover something new, I will not care as much if it's a human or a bot. Yeah, so, yeah sure. Yeah, and it's bringing up valid points and has better points than anybody else I've ever talked to.
2: I'm gonna keep wanting to talk to that bot. <laughs> But do okay. you want to know if it's a bot? There's something weird about that, right? Yeah. I, 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 of course I mean, you want to know. We're, we're mostly just our brains
3: ourselves. Like our bodies are cases for everything else. There's some, there's some stuff that goes on in the butt and in the stomach that helps with the processing. And I know that there's other portions that affect it, but most of the heavy lifting happens in the
2: brain. So well, that's, that's what your brain wants you to believe. <laughs> so I think yeah, that's, that's what, what, what i told, told. Yoga is for. I was, told, I was yoga, told yoga is for making your brain less important again, because your brain always wants to tell you, "I'm the only one you care about." Well, <laughs> the main thing I say about that is like, um,
3: if you lose an arm, you're still able to think. If you lose, um, a, if you get a stomach transplant, you're still able to consider yourself yourself. But if you ever had a brain transplant, you definitely still wouldn't be you, right? So that's, like, where your personality resides, for the most part.
2: <clears throat> Hi, Lucas. Hi, Thanks Lucas. Hi, hey, everyone. Hi, Lucas. Yeah. So, um... Yeah, there's uh, definitely okay, I wasn't talking about a competitive, you know, nature inside humans. But just the fact that there's a lot of alternatives, people are going to uh, build it out as best as they can and see which one is going to attract more people to it. And then some of them are going to naturally just, you know, not have enough uh, participation, because we don't all have enough bandwidth we we can't possibly participate in 100 currencies but there are possibly 100 cryptos right at least oh my right god now. way more possibly way more thousands
0: Th- at least point. thousands <laughs> tens of thousands
2: yeah so some of them are going to win and some of them are not and it's yeah. not ne- it's like a natural competition it's not because you know it's the ecology of it not so much uh you know that that the people who are making it are competitive in their hearts so mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. well perhaps was- emerging umbrella more than
3: than normal. Umbrella? I'm sorry. Perhaps they'll merge into umbrella more than normal. Like, instead Uh-oh. of disappearing, maybe they'll be like, well, we do have this audience, and that person has that audience. Let's combine our audiences and move forward that way.
0: Like a Resident Evil umbrella, right? <laughs>
3: yes, a Resident Evil umbrella. <laughs> we absolutely want to infect the entire world. There Zombies should, take over. You know. Resources are less okay. competitive. Okay. For okay. There we go. The world is a better place.
4: <laughs> so so gavin this uh guy the copiosis guy was he the same old uh, carpenter that that i knew or maybe it's a different guy
1: um oh. I, i'm not sure
4: uh, <laughs> well are you a carpenter n- not not gavin i'm talking about the copiosis
0: guy. oh okay so okay
2: ariel came to co- ariel came to know about copiosis through an old carpenter guy and so he's wondering if that's an old thing. carpenter
0: guy <laughs>
4: <laughs> this yeah no he was like building
0: okay. houses
2: and
4: stuff, All right. and I said and I and I talked to him about UBI and he's like I'm I'm oh but I'm past that I'm in copiosis and I'm like what oh is wow that?
0: it's like he met a it's like he met a fairy person, like All like right, a folktale no, no. this is like a <laughs> skin.
4: No, no no it it was when Michael was having his <laughs> scream people thing um, yeah and uh, that's where he showed up so
3: that was pretty interesting so many projects going on it's almost impossible to keep up with everything. And I think that's kind of more where you're getting at, Faye, right?
2: Like It's hard to, it's almost, you know, we're, we're like supposedly experts at this, right? Because we've had so many people come and talk to us about things. But even I get things confused at this point because there's so many projects going on. Uh, but that's really exciting because that's what happens when a technology you know is going to happen. This is the revolution. When you see so many people, you know, getting into it and they all want to put their own creativity into, you know, they believe that they can make the best project. So, or the fastest, you know, maybe the fastest to market, you just don't know which one is going to make it. And so that, yeah, yeah. that's where we're at we we're we're, we're the ones who are helping people to learn about all these different projects. Are you,
1: you know, with the, the breakneck speed, you know, we all know what Andrew was talking about when he said, you know, we're on this, train headed off a cliff with our Mm -hmm. economy and that seems to be similar with this like we're all making these sparkly things and are we taking care of ourselves like are we okay and what do we actually want to be doing with our time and energy um what is what do we intend to see for our future you know rather than these like individual projects which you know may be cool in their own right but we still lack the, the, the love and wisdom to yield them, to wield them, excuse me. Right. Well,
4: that's where we have to kind of like get, like come together and, and like push actual people who have the actual, who have the money, who have, like, I, I, I made, I made something talking about filthy rich people with fragile egos. And I just think it's such a shame that all these people who have so much power and so much money, they use it for PR and to defend their egos and to do like something. And it's time we wake these people up and say like, "Hey, you guys have abundance. It's time for you to think about what's what's happening to the rest of the world, and not just think about I don't know your TV show or like you know whatever." Um, Bezos is thinking about his rockets to Mars. Elon Musk thinking about this. It's time we tell them that like, hey, like. We're not, we're not happy about, you know, you know, like this, this really situation
3: good PR? Here, here. ending world hunger is really good PR,
4: right? Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's, uh, it, no, like, it's so interesting how like you, you, you just he, like see these people who, who have it all, but all they can talk about is how like unfair the world is to them or like some bullshit like that. It's like, get the fuck out of here like do something productive do something good like like help people out like nobody should give a shit about your ego <laughs> like
5: yeah okay.
2: so before we started the podcast we did a little pre-talking um but now that we have a couple more friends joining us i wanted to let you know that gavin is in alaska and is one hour a- a- earlier than even ariel <laughs> so it's quite early in the morning for him wow
4: cool yeah I thought- that, who, who, i thought someone was from alabama or something a friend that you made or that was that was different uh Mia. there
2: might might be I another friend a lot of friends um,
4: yeah. yeah yeah oh gavin are you getting the
1: the permanent dividend fund up there uh i will be uh i ha- i mean i grew up here so i got it all throughout my childhood got it. oh um,
5: well, sorry that just... people hear that my discord cut out and it rebooted me what did you say about gavin being in alaska
2: so we're just saying that Gavin is in Alaska. He's in a small town and um, not not a big city. And uh, we, I was also uh, find, I was going to direct the conversation towards uh, how we had talked about maybe we could change the state nickname to the UBI state. <laughs> 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 that would be really very good for our movement. But it would be good for I the, don't movement, think the Alaskans yeah. I, don't I don't think the Alaskans if... will, will go for it.
0: Uh, so. You were saying, Gavin, how these projects um, that are the order of the day—so many people with so many projects—they uh, don't necessarily Im- uh, end up having a, a marked improvement on our like lifestyles. Or is there? What do you? What, what you were saying? Um, we lack the wisdom to to wield them. These right, projects. Right. Right.
1: So what yeah, does that there's mean? A, there's a quote that I just ran into recently that's really struck me. It said. If we're gaining the power of gods, then without the love and wisdom to wield them, we self-destruct.
0: Yeah, that tracks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, nice. that's what we're doing. That is what we're doing as a, as a species, as a people, as a, a race of humans.
4: <laughs> and it looks Bingo. like percent is going on. I'm, I mean, I, I swear we kind of saw this with our former president. I don't even want to, like, say his name. Cause, uh, but but the thing is, is that it was all about his narcissism. It was all, like, oh, like, that's why the rallies were all about, like, love me, love me, love me, love me, love me. And it's, like, asshole, like, like, fix a goddamn problem, you know?
3: Like, it's... It not enough that you loved him, though, in Trump's, or, you know, the, that guy, um, mm-hmm. thing. It was you didn't just have to love him, you also had to hate who hated him. And right, it didn't
2: right. matter what their beliefs were, they right. just had to hate him. Right. That's the uh, cult of With personality the there. Uh,
0: so Gavin, where do we get the the love and wisdom requisite to correctly wield these projects?
1: Yeah, we, we need to get laser-focused on a few things. Um, one is making sense. The, that That is our first step in this whole process, and we need to start giving ourselves, bootstrapping ourselves with the capacity to discern what's real and what's uh, maybe not so real or completely false. And part of this process is incentivizing people to hold heterodox thinking. We need to start, we need to stop looking at things as uh, in duality. We need to recognize that they're really, you know, there are constructs in this world that are black and white that we've created. Either, you know, the light switch is on or it's off. Um,
4: There's a dimmer.
1: <laughs> right. And <laughs> and what we need to start doing is assessing value, a likelihood to processes, and recognizing that we, we don't need to be right about anything. We need to be happy about things, right? And if we double down on this is my platform and and this is the only way that you will make it into you know the only way that it will make you happy yeah. is if you do what i say okay that doesn't make any sense
3: yeah
1: what we're trying to do is is uh be adaptable because it like Faye, you were saying earlier is this one constant is change right we we need to be adaptable to the circumstances because they're coming ever quicker and yeah. Part of that process is making sense of what is reality. Okay, not what is your opinion about reality. No, what is reality? So I could go on further, but that's kind of where I'm coming from, anyway.
2: Well, the reality of things is uh, really uh, obfuscated in our country because we believe that there's a freedom to information, freedom to say whatever the heck you want. And I've been really having, I've really been struggling with that because. Um, boy, I was super happy when when uh, Twitter stopped, you know, <laughs> our, our commander-in-chief from spouting like things that were just absolutely not true, not factual whatsoever. And um, I feel like that's really what's going on. Like during uh, when Fox News was saying uh, that Biden was telling people that, you know, you're only going to, his plan was that we could only have so much beef a year, three pounds of beef or something and and i was like are you kidding me <laughs> you know like <laughs> we've got like entire news organizations that are that are very strong you know just saying random things that don't that are not true not factual and we have nothing in our society that allows us to actually you know just say no you can't do that stop doing that <laughs> yeah, <it's laughs> you so- know
1: that's that's part of the process that I'm working on. Is that we need? Uh, you know, I said earlier, maybe before we started rec- re- um, recording, was um, I, I saw I saw BLM went intercontinental. You know, we we understand that the the things they were standing for in principle were good ideas, and that if we can come up with a guiding principle or some kind of social contract, then we can have a movement that revolves around it. And and the, what I was talking about is that we have to have this like the fusion of activism with culture. We need to start fusing together like people doing creative projects that also are are that that also push the narrative of, you know, we do have a lot of problems in this world and we don't need to view them as just problems and obsess about how many problems, 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 problems. No, no. We start changing the conversation towards how do we make lemonade out of these lemons, right? We have all these lemons and let's have fun. Like this is just an opportunity for us to find a solution rather than just viewing it as a problem.
2: I
3: really like that. That's so positive. I love it.
2: I agree. So why don't we take a, a single problem and maybe like, you know, Ah, uh, demonstrate what the process of th- what the thought process would be like. For and, example,
4: and we need some kind of hub that people can come to instead of the Fox News and MSNBCs of the world, mm-hmm. where we we come together for news on what's happening with the solutions instead of just a jersey wearing, brain dead competition of red versus blue. Right. <laughs> well, there's
2: also. I mean, when you've got these different facts going around, there's like alternate realities. And it's like you spend so much of your bandwidth just saying which just signaling to other people which reality you're living in. Then which one yeah. you're like, no, like I, mean, like I, I mean, party to this particular reality. You know? <laughs> right. The, the, right. The, the
4: jersey wearing, you know, uh, ball like sports game needs to stop. Like it's over. Like mm-hmm. that's it. Like we don't we don't care anymore. We, we just want to see like, how do we fix this? It's it's broken.
2: So what like, that yeah. sounds like to someone who who is wearing that other jersey, it sounds like you're saying that they have to stop. No, I'm it sounds they like they disappeared. I'm yeah. saying, I'm
4: saying, no, no, I'm saying you you can still wear your jersey, you know, but you've been up there in that ball game for like a whole entire year nonstop wearing oh. your jersey and jumping up and down. So it's time to like, you can keep the jersey on, but let's let's step out of that sp-
1: this ball <laughs> game and fix these problems and do the same. Are, are any of you familiar with the term game B? What's
2: game B now?
1: It's, it's basically uh, society 2.0. It's this concept that like, uh, it, it, it's just like copiosis. It's that we're not like actively trying to tear down the institutions or the legacy systems. But what we are trying to do is create new ones that circumnavigate them basically where yes the more they operate the more people can look at them and be like oh that's just better like let's <laughs> just go over there like it, it uh, making all the other systems obsolete basically right right
4: Buckminster fuller said Bingo. instead of destroying the old ways of doing things just create a better one people will just come to that
2: <laughs> like, exactly the making the fun. new paradigm the paradigm right. shift yeah. is stronger than anything else you could do Right, it's exactly. going it's going to just just obliterate uh, what what came before
4: like, like that that's the beauty of it like like I think like everyone's mind would get off this uh, team you know you know jer- jersey wearing kind of like idea when we say look if you could have the abundance like if, if I could give you like a million dollars tomorrow would you take off that jersey let's see who would say no right? You know, you know, if, if we if we introduce something, they're like, "Oh, I really like you know rooting for these sports teams." But if if I if I got something for not doing that, and that something was like something really cool, maybe I wouldn't be rooting for these sports teams anymore. You know,
5: I probably would refuse the money, but that's just me because I don't believe in, in really
3: all. That. Oh yeah, I yeah, will, yeah. No, I definitely mean, uh, like... invested in people, generally speaking. Oh okay. okay. Right. Yeah. It's, it's not like, like,
4: because maybe you're thinking of it as more of like a bribe. And it's like, right. would you be bribed to them? But but it's not so much of a bribe as it as it is like an investment in the person mm-hmm. or, or maybe if I told you, look, I can get you like all of your headaches are coming from you doing this. And I, and I know you don't like these headaches. So are you going to stop and this is this is like the thing this is this is like going to get rid of and then maybe say, oh, I really do hate these headaches. So maybe I'll stop. Like maybe if it's like if you ate red meat and it was really messing with your you know stomach and right. then and then you hated that, but you didn't know where it was coming from. So that's the kind of solution that we're trying to you know, make I
3: to mention something real quick, though, on a good note, um, the red versus blue uh, academy is kind of dissolving on its own. We have more independence than we have either one of those parties. They just scream the most and have the most consolidated power. Right. From well, both. it's
4: time for us
2: to scream louder. We're exactly louder, you know? of us. Wait, we... <laughs> I'm not sure if screaming is the, is what we want to continue no, doing. No, no, not
3: screaming, <laughs> but
2: like <drowning laughs> them,
4: making them irrelevant, drowning them out, or or at least when they do scream, we we put our fingers in our ear and go la 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 or something.
3: Like yeah, that. <laughs> coming to the table with better ideas and implementing yeah.
5: them
4: we've been
3: discussing exactly. yeah
5: and ariel and megan it's interesting you bring that up because um uh i forgot her name she was on there a few years ago on bill Maher, uh that lauren girl who used to be on tv or something or comedy and she talks about how independent became the largest voting block. i think like two or three years ago or something
2: exactly yeah Very cool mm-hmm. The, that, that, calling it a voting block is kind of weird, but yes. Okay. <laughs> there is a little shift where nobody, where the largest majority
3: of Americans are not represented by the current politics. That's mm. what that means. That they don't feel comfortable enough with calling themselves part of one side or the other directly. They may lean one way or the other, but they aren't comfortable with being labeled as one or the other. And that's a problem for both of those parties, right?
2: Right. Well, the parties were created to to be, you know, heavy-handed, and um, and the, the laws that we have that, that govern them, you know, are basically allow them to choose whoever they want in the back rooms while they smoke or whatever, right? <laughs> <There's>, <laughs> this is, this, even the Supreme Court said, yeah, that's how it works. So, <laughs> Well, the criminal were a little bit afraid of mob rules because we've also
3: seen, like, um, the majority at one point believed slavery was okay. So... Yeah. You know, the, yeah. the mob is not always correct. Well, look,
4: well, you see, like, it's it's about expanding people's frame. But because people don't see, like, what's outside of the picture. So when, when Yang came in, he wasn't about, like, screaming at Trump supporters, calling them dumb and stupid. That's never going to work. He expanded the frame to say, like, hey, this idea is new and fresh. And I don't blame you for the idea you used to have. So that's more inviting to people that 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 that's how he, he, he invented this thing where he got people from like all across the political line who are so sick and tired of business as usual. So if we can just as- expand the frame and not be judgmental, that's how we win people over.
1: Bingo! Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's exactly how how I'm thinking too, Ariel. It's mm-hmm. like. We, we, we have all the people, you know, all the people who have, you know, this basic concept of the direction that they want to be. And I, I, keep, I keep framing it as like metaphorically, we keep staring down at the, at the road right in front of our feet. And what we need to start doing is getting super focused on picking your eyes up, picking your gaze up and reorienting yourself toward what is the actual goal that I want to be headed towards? Because we may be 13 degrees off. And what we're, what we're all trying to get more oriented towards is this direction. And, you know, I, I, I think that we need to present it like that. We need to say, you know, if we keep, we we see the results of what we've been doing, who wants to, who wants to change, who wants it to be different than this and how, how, what are you willing to do to make that happen? Help us. We want to help you help us help you.
2: So I was saying that uh, maybe we could apply your um, approach to a, an actual problem, and you could tell us, like, what would that look like? Because then, you know, so people can get a, a more a better idea of what that would look like. Uh, supposing we talk about uh, universal health care, for example. Mm-hmm. There's some people who are absolutely against it for some reason. I can't understand because I'm absolutely for it. So <laughs> what do you do once you went in, in this, you know, with a specific problem like this, I feel like people need to have their healthcare taken care of no matter mm-hmm. who you are.
1: Yeah. So I would say there's, there's a, there's a term I heard recently, the, the too far gone. Um, there are some people that you will probably never convince you could spend many, many days and hours trying. So we need to not focus on them. Unfortunately, Um, they're, they're just not in that stage of life quite yet of, of listening and work our way from the, uh, from the easiest hanging fruit downward. Um, you know, and, and then yet again, showing that we are, you know, this community, just like in Andrew Mm -hmm. Yang, in the Yang Gang is that we're having fun with this process, gamifying the whole process, community building so that you wake up in the morning and you're like, oh, you know what? I have five other people who are waiting for me on this phone call or, you know, going to go out and clean the beach with me and they're counting on me. If I don't show up I'll be missed. Right. And so making some incentive structures to make that, that um, all work more consistently, we want to automate our best decision-making processes rather than trying to, you know, figure out why we wanted to exercise today each morning and, you know, maybe saying, "Eh, you know, I don't, I don't feel like it. So maybe not. (laughs)
2: Hmm. Okay. So, uh, so what are the, wait, wait, um... wait, wait.
1: I'm sorry. I'm sorry. (laughs) Uh, I'm so sorry, Faye. So we were talking about healthcare, right? Do, do you want so do, mm-hmm. how do I want to tackle that one specifically? Because I talk about I'm just talking things- about how
2: you were saying that, that when people are uh, they take either a black or white position, you're either for me or you're against me. Right. So how do right. we deal with this uh supposing we just take a single issue and we Yeah.
1: we need to in an educational way, we need to start working away from the from the top-down or bottom-up, however you however you want to put it, is that, um, okay, actually, I was talking with Mia about this. So I have this idea on Clubhouse particularly, where you have an interdisciplinary group, and you have an idea like healthcare. So what you do is you run the panel with uh, for maybe like two hours, and you have an audience down below who can submit questions on the back end in the direct messages. And... Then you have a moderator for the direct messages who can feed the questions into the the group who are talking about the issue. And so this kind of this taps into the live podcasting aspect and a direct democracy because and, and you'll see. So after the two hours of running the ideas through the washing machine about, let's say, healthcare, you then do a miniature call to action. You outsource or crowdsource the ideas into the localized communities via the people who are listening to it. And what you're gonna do is record the whole process and you're gonna embed it online and you'll put up links to each question and the response, right? So that people can reference them when they go to you know, try and communicate the ideas. If they don't feel like they're the most effective communicator, they can just point people in the direction. They say, okay, from 28, 44 to 30, 21. And so what this does is it engages people in the process like you have a vested interest in seeing this idea cultivate more and more and you can bring back so like 3 days later you reconvene the group and you can bring back your more localized questions at that point and you get people engaged in this process this direct democracy where their questions are going to keep on getting answered and that whole process gets people engaged in it right so you keep doing this doing this until you reach more and more consensus and once you know there's never are going to be a definite thing. Uh, perfection is the enemy of progress. What we do is we do a final call to action, right? Who are the exact people that we need to talk to? The exact, you know, legislation that we need to write, etc. So you do a call to action, a final one, and then you reconvene for a meta-analysis where some sometimes people defect on you know promises, et cetera, and it's just getting laser focused on each time we're trying to figure out not this general kind of like, you know, what do we think about this thing? But who are the exact people who we have to email today to get on board with this process? And getting laser focused on how do we shape the reality that we want to see cultivated? Does Basically, that, does
3: you're, you're describing a method to find the most activated people and then dispense them.
1: Activated, yes. And then, you know, via persistence, we can, you know, because there's only one way to change a person's mind. And that's to give them new information. You know, if they sit in a bedroom all day, they can think about things. I I mean, that's true. But with with things like UBI, we or I mean, healthcare, we have to present new information that gives them something to actually consider, right? So we have to have this conversation being the front the 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 whole thing, rather than you know what's the weather like and you know just Monday, I don't know non sequiturs. We want this conversation to be up at the front of each conversation.
4: You right, right. Something we can build off of. Something that goes somewhere instead of some something that like conversation that just dissipates and won't really be
1: remembered. I am bingo.
2: Yeah, I I want to um, disagree with the possibility that there are any people whose minds can never ever change. I believe that that that, that there that people can change, and that uh, and they do, and it's just not always fast. And you just don't know when it will happen. <laughs> you don't know what that little thing is that's going to cl- make them click.
4: But but uh, but, but, but the people <laughs> who want to be stubborn should be like our last priority first. Yeah. We go after yeah. them, and then and then when that's done, like the stubborn people, we can kind of like. Well,
2: of I day. I actually disagree with the process because I don't feel that you can you can convince people by because you want to, okay? Because mm-hmm. ev- all kinds of change happens; it's all internal. So we, as the external motivators, cannot make somebody change by persuasion. My my ex husband used to say something that I used to be an- annoyed by because he would say, "Well, you can't teach anybody anything." Because he felt that if you wanted to learn something, then you would learn it. it. It all depends on the the person that wants to learn, right? So it has to be the internal motivation to actually acquire something. So that's actually what we need to work on: is that uh, the fact that we want to persuade someone is never going to persuade someone. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I, what you I, need mean I, is I, to be able to, you know, have this human connection with them and to walk along together for a while until they can trust you enough to take in some of the things that you're saying to them. And so my my thing with the round table, and I've been uh, in conversations with Shale about this quite a bit, is, uh, you know, you bring everybody in, especially people who don't agree with you, you know, especially people that you think are the hard cases, because uh, those are the ones that need to feel like uh, we can be in the same group together. Once you're in the same group together, then there's a chance they can actually absorb some of the things that you can talk about.
1: Uh, Yeah, I... I... I agree with you. Okay? Uh, I, I I may have been a little bit. I didn't communicate clearly. Um, I, I nothing in what you just said. Uh, I disagree with. So, it. I I think what I was trying to get at is that if we're trying to be effective, I I don't know if you, if y'all have heard of the three point five percent for a movement is like this breaking point. Right, right, right. What yeah. we're trying to do is wow. get get to that three point five with with as little resistance as we can right we're we're trying to you know if we sit there and get dogged down in people who say no 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 like then you know we just it 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 gets bogged down we've all experienced that in communication yeah
6: yeah
1: yeah yeah and and the exactly the the momentum just dies on arrival right so we're, I, I almost think of it as like a hackathon, like, and th- and that's where the fun part comes in. It's like, let's, let's do this. Like, let's have, let's, let's see how fast we could do something amazing, right? Like we can, there's nothing that, it doesn't defy the laws of physics that therefore it is possible. Therefore it's worth fighting for.
2: And- do you think uh, UBI has passed the 3.5 already? Cause I think it has. Mm. What do you guys think? I think it
1: easy, has. Easy, easy.
2: What were you oh, going to well, say? This? I was going to say what you said earlier
5: about advanced technologies and stuff. I just was thinking, like, I guess in a couple of years from now, if we move deeper into this decade, you're going to see three D printings in museums and stuff, and probably maybe free museums will start popping popping up, like the Yale Art Center, as an example, art gallery in New Haven. There'll be more of those, and maybe what was the other one I was going to say? Oh yeah, you're going to see more free phone apps as well.
1: Yeah. Every yeah. Everything is moving towards open source, decentralized, mm-hmm. and we love it. You're right. It's it's a um, it's uh yeah it's game B. <laughs> like I was talking about. The, it's everyone has access to all these tools. There is no hierarchy of accessibility, and yeah. um, you know paywalls. Well, unless to... they don't have broadband. Yeah. Right. 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 right, right
2: yes. Because starting to sound like Second Life. <laughs> no, <laughs> <laughs> not that.
1: <laughs> yeah. So I, I'm. I'm sorry. I didn't catch your name up at the top right. Um, forgot it. Maybe.
2: Is it Ariel or Lucas that you're talking to?
1: Lucas, I think. Lucas.
2: Yeah. Okay. Because we're yeah. actually on different screens, different places, so it's a little oh. complicated.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Lucas.
2: The guy on the
1: video. Sorry. What was that?
2: Yeah.
3: Uh, just saying that you were referring to the other guy on video, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Um, I was curious. I was curious if you could talk a little bit more about that, Lucas. Like, you know the the, the implications of the technology that are arising.
5: Well, it's interesting because I've I've downloaded a free free apps from the Google Play Store, and I've noticed this. I did it as an experiment. Recently. I'm wondering is this going to be free, or am I going to have to pay something for it? And most of them I downloaded, I think, yeah, actually all of them I downloaded were free, which kind of surprised me. Like this um, music app. Let me see what it's called. Um, free Music. That was free. The, um, the one I also downloaded, All Trails was free. You Now was free. Nextdoor, the famous neighborhood uh, website stuff, that was free. Zoom was free. Ancestry.com. So
2: are, hold and on. S- are some of those free things advertising to you, though? Do you have experience advertisements in them? Not
5: really, but I just tested it out.
2: Like download,
5: yeah, and some.
2: Because I'm reminded of uh, was it, <laughs> it was Ariel who always says this, that you know if the product is free then you're the product. <laughs>
5: <laughs> That's funny. Yeah,
2: that's problem. <laughs> it, it, it could be a
1: platform thing where you know you if you have a Google phone and they exclusively a- offer free apps, then that gives you the incentive to you know immerse yourself in the Google platform. So in that mm-hmm. sense it, it could be it's
2: a pretty yeah. cynical it's a, that's a cynical statement and it and but it probably is pretty true in the way that we've built society so far right. as being you know the way that you gain status in the world is by having money now. Mm -hmm. And uh, so it's all about, you know, the trading of money for, for, for service and all products and all of that. Um, I'm actually having a lot of trouble trying to get anybody to come and talk about uh, the issues of, um, you know, not being able to, uh, you know, how do you, how do you define your value as a human if money is no longer there? You know, if, if money, if you're no longer the provider of of money for example for your family and you're not the one you know gaining those resources now what is your what is your uh new you know value in as a person and um i think this is a, a like a we are coming up on this very very big societal change right and it's uh it it's hard because we we have a hard time redefining who we are like we just heard joe biden I just heard him go on um, uh, to Congress, right? And he was got massive applause from the entire Congress when he said, jobs, jobs, jobs. And I don't know how many times he repeated jobs. He just kept saying jobs, 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 and everybody stood up and applauded him. And here we are in the UBI movement going, uh... You know? <laughs> <laughs> uh it was over 40 times he said the word jobs. He said jobs 40 times and he knew exactly what he was going to get by saying it,
4: it. It's it's like uh well you you your value as a human comes from your ability to cre- be creative to inspire to you you know you know move people to to create you know you know be, be being in like create creating. I mean we're humans. We created money. Money didn't exist. We we create like like when when I'm 3D printing and, and I and, and I bring something into the world that wasn't there before through an idea or through a creation I feel great like like that's what I mean and it doesn't have to be in the form of a job. It's so stupid this 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 old kind of like thinking but but you see like the, the people in that at that age have been so indoctrinated from birth to couple their value as a human being to employment and to money that they they don't know anything else but but the 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 now i mean we 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 need some young blood in these positions of power because uh, you know i don't know it's it's ridiculous I
3: think we need to change what it means to be a provider as well because i don't think that going off somewhere else 9 hours a day away from your family is really the best way to serve them um Personally, I think that a provider would be somebody who is giving the most quality um, emotional connection, providing ways to help their their child um, expand their minds. You know, somebody who's doing the work of nurturing is really providing in that sense. Um, Having somebody leave the house and get away from their family and be too tired and come home and all that seems pretty neglectful, really, other than the actual money coming in.
4: We have such a lack of imagination when, when people just repeat the word jobs. It's <laughs> pathetic.
2: Um, you, yeah. Uh how about you, Gavin? I know that you're podcasting and, and attending these things. Do you have a different uh do you have another another job or a different identity that you use? Do you have other I don't know what your um, you know, background is in.
1: Oh, do I have an uh, an identity? No. I, I, I've recently taken to describing myself as uh you know Whatever term you can think of, uh, Democrat, Republican. I agree.
0: Identity is the worst. The, just yeah. the worst.
4: Labels. I hate, labels.
1: <laughs> I, I hate right. labels.
4: It's like I don't Thank care. I, I like. You want to do? Do labels make a label maker? Yeah. I, I want to see change. I want to see problems solved. I don't give a shit about labels anymore.
5: Yeah. Yeah. Like, some people no, live in a world where I there's don't... nothing
0: but. Just everything is just partitioned into an identity and that's there and they can only think in those terms and it's
2: it's yeah.
0: wow that's tough that's terrible
2: <laughs> so you don't think of yourself as a musician shale
0: see i do and sometimes it's stupid too that's an identity that's right and you know the other day i was like gosh why do I have singer-songwriter in my Twitter bio? I haven't written a song in a while. And I started to feel bad. And I was like, why do I feel bad about nothing? This is so stupid. Identity is nothing. And then I felt better.
2: There you go. That's it. It's- so that's the thing. Yeah, like for me, I'm like, you know, if you talk, start to uh, talk about momhood and then you say, you know, maybe, maybe suggest that I'm not being the best mom, I'm going to, you know, fight you. I'm getting up to fight you right Whereas now. Whereas if you suggest I'm not
0: being the best musician, I'm going to say, okay. <laughs>
2: well, if you if you say I'm not the best musician, nothing. No, no, right. no reaction right. To whatsoever. Right, right. So there you go. But If you say I'm a bad mom, all of a sudden, you know, right. there, there's going to be right. Pisticuffs right. tomorrow. Right,
0: sure. <laughs> so there are different kinds I of said, identities.
2: <laughs> you say something, Gavin.
3: Say it again. There was a lot Gavin. going on. I just wanted to see if you were going to say something. There was a lot going on, and I saw you lighten up there, but...
1: Uh, um, yeah, I, I, I think that well, one we could take this down a really s- philosophical route. Um, it's the the question of identity and uh, self is very very has a lot of implication here um, and ego, right? You know, it, like you're saying, Faye, like you'll if someone accused you of being a, a bad mother, independent of what their opinion is, there's a reality yet again. You you either spend, you know, four hours or six hours or however many hours you spend with your children and and the quality of that time is, is a reality, independent of whatever they think, right? And, you know, we, I, personally, I, I've had, you know, people who I'm close to have the capacity to hurt my feelings because I value them, you know? And I think part of this process is getting away from, you know, moving towards a mentality of if it doesn't apply, let it fly. You know, if it, if what they're saying is is not con, in, not in con, uh, doesn't compile with reality, it it just doesn't matter. <laughs> so I I I advocate for that mentality. Um, well, anyway. the thing
2: is, reality is not. Um... <clears throat> it's not as definite as you as you might think. This is what you were getting at before, I think, when you said, you know, we think in black and whites. And that's the thing is that there really is a middle position. You know, there is no such thing as I am a good mom or I am a bad mom. Everybody is a flawed mom. <laughs> the ideal mom, yeah. nobody could be that. There's no uh, such uh, thing.
0: And, and what someone thinks of you doesn't change actually of, of your actual relationship with your children. And, you know, what, it doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah.
2: Uh, so, but there's a lot of uh, you know, like it happens in family courts all the time. You know, you're, there's sort of a there's always a way you could be the bad mom. You know, if you work, then you're working too much and you're away from your children too much. You're not watching them, and then you know, something sure, happens sure. Your fault. But uh, if you if you're not working, then you're not bringing enough money. You know, as this exact opposite problem, and that can make you a bad yeah. mom also. So there I, really I is no way. Yeah,
0: but in, fam- in family court, there's a whole, there are stakes that are not just internal validation. And we're just talking about feeling internally validated.
2: Well, besides internal validation, uh, but that's, you know, the thing is, we're coming up on this big, you know, big human shift. And there's a people who are, you know, clinging to their original identities, which might be their job. You know, I'm a great uh whatever whatever it is you do I'm a great carpenter. Yeah. Or I'm a really good podcaster. See. <laughs> or I'm you know, I can never be replaced by a robot or whatever. You know, there's yeah. all those yeah. feelings. Uh but actually it's silly. You know, we need to let them go. This yeah. is a really big problem in order to move forward. And um Yeah. You know, but how do you I, I can't let go of a lot of mine, you know. You oh, it's, 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 it feels
0: good when you can though. I've let go of everything and it feels great.
2: <laughs> Hello, we
3: can all be replaced by a robot eventually, so oh, it's And kind of, that's, that's fine. Yeah, Eric is here. we going to come to the point where we kind of stop thinking of the things that robots can do as the things that make things valuable, and start thinking of like just being with each oh, other no, as robots. That's,
0: that's exactly right, Mia.
3: Ro- robots are freedom. I mean, it's our
4: own mental illness that make them into things that to be scared of. It's our collective. Mental illness as a as a job uh, addicted society yeah. to hate robots. If 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 people weren't so brain dead, like like I, I get really passionate about it. It's like thanks, Mister Robot, do this boring crap that I don't care about, so I can create my empire. Do you know what, I'm exactly native. right? Yes. I, you know, you know, it's it's the collective mental illness of humanity that are making robots a problem.
0: And it's not just so you can. Do that. They're not just doing your drudgery so you can get on with the interesting things. They give you leverage. You can use the robots to do the things you want to do better. And it's spectacular. I'm not worried about robots replacing me as a songwriter, even though robots can replace songs. I use robots in my songwriting now. I'll use an AI if I want to help like writing lyrics or something. It's so much fun. It's great. Yeah. Cool.
3: I also like yeah. going to point out that there's a point where we don't have enough jobs, but we still have people who need to be fed and clothed. And not everybody's going to be super creative to the point that they invent the next new thing, right? And not everybody wants to be constantly pumping out product or tapping their brain. Some people just aren't as creative as others. So we're gonna have to, at some point, accept that people are gonna just sit at home on the couch, being part of the community of video games that they're playing so that the guys creating the video games have somebody to play them, you know, being part of society. And that's valuable too. It is okay to just be part of society if you don't have something that you specifically feel like you can contribute at that time. Maybe you'll find something, maybe you won't. No pressure.
0: Yeah, it doesn't matter. Like, like, why isn't being an audience considered as valuable a contribution as being a producer? The stuff isn't right. useful if it isn't consumed. Who cares if it's produced, if it's not consumed?
6: I have a quote it's, it's, on it's, this it's, very it's, subject. Um, from, hi, from. hi,
2: Eric. Hello.
6: Hi, Eric. How's it going?
2: Thanks uh, for joining
6: us. <laughs> of course. Yeah, I saw that this was in session, and I'm like, oh, I haven't seen you guys in session for a little bit. Time hasn't quite worked out. But um, the quote that you're talking that you reminded me of is from Kai Fu Lee, the author of AI Superpowers: China, Silicon Valley, and the New World Order. He says that AI ever allows us to true AI only ever allows us to truly understand ourselves. It will not be because these algorithms captured the essence of the human mind. It will be because they liberated us to forget about optimizations and instead focus on what truly makes us human, loving and being loved.
1: Automating our best decision-making, right? There it comes again. We want to automate these decisions and free ourselves up from, did I write that in my calendar? Uh, What what do I optimally... Like, at the end of the day, each and every day, we want to be able to look back and be like, yeah, that's exactly what I wanted to do. Thank you. And I've started to shift away from artificial intelligence to assistive intelligence. Yeah. It's just there to aid us in this process. And um, I'll give you the quick lowdown. You can listen to the podcast as well. It's my first episode. There's a guy who I interviewed, and he's working on creating digital twins of ourselves in an education system. So. Hmm. What it's doing is it's it's using AI to compile the information that you've you've learned through this process in the education system, and the teacher can ping that digital twin and say, "Hey, do, like, have you finished this homework?" And it can say, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, I I did that homework, and this is what I know about it, right?" And and the reciprocal is, you can ping the teacher and ask it, and if the teacher's digital digital twin has ever answered that question, it can ping you back. And this is the GPT three thing that I was huh. talking about is that 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 processing of language that can rehearse this information. But what's really cool is the GPT-3 allows for you as a second grader to ping the entire teacher network. And if any of the teachers, eighth grade teacher, right, has the answer and they've responded, it can cater the response to your grade level. So, okay.
2: There- uh, I had no, I, I've never heard of GPT-3. So I just wanted to say that uh, I'm, I'm learning about it. And it says it's a generative pre-trained transformer three, <laughs> an auto-regressive language model. That huh. uses deep learning to produce human-like text. All right, go go on.
0: <laughs> you should check yep. that out. Let's yep. let's
2: take a look at that. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's 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 gonna change the world. Basically, uh, it's yes, it, it, can, is. it can it can it uh, can now common folk. You can say, "Hey, I had mold in my basement, so I got sick," and it can translate into legal jargon where it said the plaintiff like received like you know deficient. Sort wow! Health
6: benefits, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: I need that. So we have like an AI advocate. That's amazing. That <laughs> is definitely is that working on. Is. Oh my like, god! Have you played AI didn't... Dungeon though? Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. Sorry, Faye. Go on. I've
2: played. A, I've played a little bit. With yeah, you yeah, 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 yeah. Right no, you were down. saying. You were saying. I was gonna say that. Uh, yeah, they've already they've already created the the AI advocate. I remember researching, you know, AI and and uh the you know new technologies are, they have replaced the lawyers you know they they've they're able to replace lawyers in very simple cases like uh specifically traffic you know so they've had a robot lawyer that's successfully litigated many many uh tens of thousands of cases at this point it's pretty interesting
6: yeah that that actually um so i've been in my political life these days dealing with the uh Democratic Socialists of America, Connecticut chapter a lot. I've been going to a lot of their meetings and getting to know them. And one of the big issues that they are pushing for in Connecticut is right to counsel for evictions. Um, so just, just as if you are um, convicted of a crime, you have a right to legal counsel. If you are evicted, you would also have a right to legal counsel. And
2: That is so great. I mean, yeah. not having a lawyer is a huge thing disability for the for the humans that have to go through these processes right. because they're so complicated
6: mm-hmm. and, and that, that's actually one thing that i brought up um to a little bit of a disappointment um, that when i mentioned these ai advocates that can help people and see about uh, creating a ai advocate for right to counsel so that at least um people can have an AI advocate for them in their eviction process. If like the DSA would be interested in helping set that up, connect people and programmers to um, make that happen, they were totally uninterested. Um, They said that we want to make sure that people have a legal right. We want to change the law first. We don't care about access. We don't care about... The ability to do it, we want them to have the right for it, and I'm like, this is so backwards. I know. It, it like like let.
2: Well, shouldn't it give be like them this? the ability?
6: <laughs> give the like even if they don't have the right, give them the ability to, and you'll still be helping people in a tangible way. And... Well,
2: those two things are connected, aren't they? I mean, how. You can pass a law but if you don't have the ability to actually access, you know, then what ex- how does that Exactly.
6: Work? And I am it, it's it struck me as own op- on their part. But I mean
2: I think a lot of people shut down when you talk about robots or you talk yes. about automation because they don't understand it well. You know, they're still living in the time of Orwell and things that, you know, the old sci-fi oh, <laughs> where we're okay, everybody okay, yeah how dangerous it was going to be. When, yeah. You know, was, um, um, um,
6: unfortunately, <laughs> we have to accept the world that we live in as it is in some cases. Some things are not going to be changed. Privacy is dead, whether we like it or not. Um, and no right to privacy will ever be meaningful. Um,
2: right. But, like but unless we can, we can engineer something that can somehow protect people, it'd be very, I can't imagine it.
5: Uh, All of my
2: children. Yeah, my children are now growing up in a time when this when the uh, the school gives you a computer that you will use. Right. And while you're using this computer, you're told you are monitored and you sign some form like like you're like you're going to reject their computer. No, everybody's (laughs) getting it, you know, but you've signed a form that says you understand that people will be monitoring your use of this machine you know, all the time. So if you say anything mm-hmm. that might be, you know, damaging to yourself or your family or anybody, uh, then something people will notice and will, will will come and talk to you about it and possibly put you in jail for saying something, you know, too, too inflammatory. So uh, the kids are growing up in this world. And it's, it's too late for us as adults to say, Oh, that like, we're gonna fix it.
3: <laughs> we didn't fix it. We created it. I think yeah, We yeah. can teach our kids growing up in this current environment is to compartmentalize their different identities and their different uh, spaces. So that way that they're only accessible through like, say, one or two devices per thing that they're functioning on. So if you've got a school computer, you only use that school computer for school things. If you've got a personal phone, you only use that one phone for your social media. You know, if we um, if we keep things individually private like that, it at least helps uh, stop other people who might be involved in organizations and such who are providing us with free stuff from being involved in our personal stuff.
1: We're, we're, we're gonna have to get super laser focused on uh, data privacy in this regard. And and it's happening too, you know, the data dividend project Andrew was advocating for, it's becoming more and more prevalent uh, that, and, and just clear that we, we can't have this information weaponized, right? We're, and we're all human, right? We we inevitably each and every one of us is going to make a mistake, right? And right. and recognizing that is it, it's going to happen. Now, how can we start humanizing this? Right, because oh, yeah. it, it it's not it, it's going to happen. So the cancel culture thing has been the swing of that process, and we're looking to get away from that mindset of damning people for. Anything they did or didn't do, etc.
6: I I I agree. I think cancel culture will either A destroy us or B we'll get over it and we will realize that you know what? Everyone's a human being, everyone does things that in all of human history up to this point no one else would have ever known, no one else would have ever caught. But now you can have you, you can give someone a dirty look for just half a second, and if you're on video, an AI can record it. Find that you gave that person a dirty look, and tell them that you gave them a dirty look, even if they never saw it. And <laughs> that, that, that sort of thing—you—you you could
2: be on camera anywhere now in modern society. The cell phones exactly. are everywhere.
6: Exactly. But. And but it, uh,
2: the, okay, this is something that actually happened to me. So I was trying to send something right to uh, to Kenya through Western Union, and I met up with a bank lady in uh, in a. Uh, in my local Walmart, you know, this, this bank. And she was, she asked me all of these questions about why I was sending the money, who I was sending it to, had I ever met this person before. And I was getting really kind of like, okay, do you need to know all that? And She was like, yes, yes, they tell me I have to ask these questions. And I believe that might be the case, right? But um, eventually, after I answered all of her questions, she said, I don't believe you. <laughs> and she refused to do the transaction for me. And I was like, Well, why don't you believe me? Is it because the person I'm sending to is a black man in Kenya and I'm an Asian woman? You know, like if I was saying I was gonna send it to somebody in Taiwan where I'm from, I don't think she would have blinked twice. She'd be like, Oh yeah, that's normal.
3: So from that area.
2: Just just as a note, a lot of the scams do happen to come
3: from yes. that area yes. so it is kind yeah. of a trigger point for most uh banks to question
2: That kind of thing. You've heard Nairobian prince
3: asking for funds and such. A lot of
2: from there. But if I answer, but if I answer your questions, you have to believe me. You have to accept my answers. And she said, "No, I don't believe you." (laughs) So (laughs) then I went over to a kiosk right at the Walgreens, and it was a machine. And I had never, ever in my life been so happy to see a machine replace a human being. Right? I'm like, yes, this machine is going to let me do it because it's not going to have judgments. (laughs) about me, mm-hmm. you no know, biases, and yeah. I think, yeah. so I think, you know, if you ask everybody in the room, you know, or, mm-hmm. you know, your kids or whatever, do you trust, you know, this faceless machine, this AI <laughs> to yeah. take your private information? Or do you trust a human being to write down your information? You know, uh, uh, some also faceless, right? Because now you're doing transactions with uh, all of these internet companies, you don't know who they are you don't know who's getting your phone number and your, your private information, right? You're like, which one do you trust more? They're probably going to pick the AI, right? Because the AI can be written in a way that human beings don't look at it and the humans are the problem.
6: Yeah. You the humans are the AI ones to, we're to do exactly, exactly as it's programmed yeah, to do, regardless.
2: I think that if we get robot doctors, you'll
3: actually see um, increased doctor visits as well. Because I think a lot of people are just impaired their symptoms or you know don't want to talk about their problems information with the doctor and ha- that is like why people don't show up if you had something that was like not going to judge you when yeah. you said hey i drink uh three six packs a
0: day
2: they're just gonna tell you not to
0: have tylenol that's the problem well, wow. <laughs> Doctor,
2: Doctor House MD was like one of those. The uh, program was always about how the humans lie, so we have to investigate yeah. everything ourselves.
0: <laughs> you know what? We Everybody should have lies. we should have an AI, an AI Congress person. That's what we need. Just <laughs> just one to start. See how they do. <laughs> you know, I, I I've actually <laughs>
6: thought about that in um, significant depth. Um, yeah. Origin Originally, the idea started with. Um, Yang's presidential campaign. I I I had this idea in oh July of 2019 where um so suppose it's 2019 and Andrew Yang is still possibly going to become the next president of the United States. I specifically had a conversation with him and he was really into the idea. Um of course it didn't happen because he didn't win the nomination, but um the idea was to create oh an an AI version of himself trained off of the way he talks, trained off of his responses, um and, and just, just so that like you have an AI chatbot of the President of the United States that you can talk to.
2: And also hologram. Did you <laughs> I was well, well, always here, wanted holograms? Here, here, here was the thing.
6: <laughs> here, here here was the thing with it. There it was a two way communication. Although so so the idea behind it was that You have this AI trained off of the president, and anyone in America can call this AI president and talk to them. Just have a chat with Andrew Yang, just because he's a very personable guy, and he happens to be president. Well, if you also have that AI program, record what people ask it and listen to what people are saying. Then that can serve as an advisory role to the president, and it can—I um, forget the word—it can gather it the information all together. Yes, it can <laughs> aggregate all the information um, that people have been talking to this to the AI president about, and give it a give it give advice to the president as to what people are talking about. And yeah,
2: that would be really cool. But I feel like we could have done that. At any moment, our government doesn't do enough of this. Is ask us how we want our government to work. We because don't get they don't this. Care. All we, oh no, all we get is the election, right? And during yeah. the election, we all understand like there's almost nothing that you can push on that. It's like pushing on a string and nothing is moving. But if you like during the rest of the year, I never or the rest of the four years or six years, right? In between the elections, nobody asks me how I'm feeling about what's happening or because you know, the truth is they're not interested. That's how I feel, definitely. I definitely well, it's feel the they don't it's care. the truth. It's the truth.
6: That they they're interested in playing their own games. their own. I mean, they're focused on their own careers. They're focused on the game of politics of can't let the other side win. Um
2: IRS has never sent me a survey asking me how they're doing or yeah. you know, the water department or anything in this country. It, Nobody's ever asked me Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I want to take a quick moment here to say that
3: we are starting to run low on time. We have about 15 minutes that we generally reserve left. And since Gavin is our guest today, I'd like to see if there's anything else he would like us to touch on before we are going to close out.
1: Uh, yeah, I, I, wh- what you, uh, I'm not, I, I didn't catch, sorry, again, I didn't catch your name again. Um, Eric talk or about Lucas? Uh, Eric. Um, yes. Eric, what- what what you're talking about is is directly in line with that digital twin that, that I was talking about. Like it as it compiles data about about Andrew Yang, right? Then it can start to respond to people, and you and you you just you could have tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of people just sitting there chatting with Andrew Yang's digital twin, and uh-huh. it. it Yep. 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 Yeah. Th- that idea is brilliant. And it's well, taken his team uh, 10 years to put this whole concept together. And here in September, um, hopefully they're going to be launching to make that a reality.
6: That, that's, that's Hi. very cool. And I, I, I just want to add that. I think that this could easily be implemented, not only for the president, it could also be for every elected office in the country.
1: Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're, we're gonna. I mean, yet again, we're we're uh, trying to get this assistive intel- intelligence to start doing work for us. <laughs> and mm-hmm. um, yeah, look at the implications with counseling, um, you know, crisis hotlines, etc. It, it's a brilliant mm-hmm. idea. I I love that you're talking about it, Eric. Well, oh, I just had
3: a funny thought. I'm sorry. Do you guys mind if I? Uh... It, it, that you were saying counseling, and I was thinking, wouldn't it be great if, like, when couples got into arguments, they just turned on their assisted bots to do the argument for them, walk in a
2: separate room, <laughs> yeah? <and came>
0: back. <laughs> Here's who won, nobody.
2: That would be so let's, awesome. L- I can our... all. You know, you're just going to say yeah. the same thing over and over. Yeah, exactly.
0: How'd I do? Oh, <laughs> uh, you know.
2: <laughs> Rather
6: than us fight, let's have our AI fight while we go make love. <laughs>
1: Yeah. So Mia That I, makes
2: so I, much I, sense.
1: To to come back with uh in closing, I suppose I I want to I wanna try and you know, one of the things that I'm trying to do is get uh get a consensus around how do we start branching, putting these pieces of the puzzle together. How do we start, you know? We're not just UBI advocates here. We're we're everything. We're we're all of the above, you know. And we're about we're about good ideas, and that's and that's what it's all about. We have no we don't have a commitment to being right. We have a commitment to being happy. So, yeah, Eric,
6: I I, I was gonna say that the Yang Gang is focused on a vision of humanity first, and that the, the UBI is a main part of it, mm-hmm. but. It, we're a bunch of pragmatists here. We're a bunch of ideological pragmatists that our ideology, we want the world to be a better place, but we want to do it in a pragmatic way. That That's the, that's the thing that I've noticed unifies the Yang gang.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I, I would love to work with any and all of you to try and cultivate Uh, an increasingly more incentivized platform for us to be able to point where we can just say, Hey, if you're about this thing, like come, come join us. You know, if, if you, if you're sick and tired of being sick and tired, come and join us. We, we, we need your help. We need your expertise. We want to, we want to see where you fit in because we're all gods. We all have these really special skills. We're each unique. And it's going to take each of us to be contributing to this process of, um, you know, collective conscience, so to speak. So, um, yeah, I think it's, it's, it's really important for us to be viewing this long-term goal and this, this process and not get bogged down by what he said and she said, um, it's what I keep advocating for anyway. Um, so yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Mm
2: So this Clubhouse thing, <clears throat> uh, I don't have an Apple phone or any Apple devices, so I yeah, can't get into the Clubhouse things. But we have been using the spaces We're, uh, on Twitter, because ever since they opened that up to Android, and um, there's just so many of these, you know, this is, again, another competing area where different different people are trying, different companies and different corporations and people are trying to create these new platforms for us to use. We're finding them really interesting and fun. So. Uh, please do keep inviting people to your, do you do clubhouse? Like how does it work? Do you uh, open yeah. up a room like in those spaces or how does it work?
1: Yeah. So recently I've been uh, opening up uh, a room titled who's ready for game B. So yeah, I, I just, my intention is to just keep on opening it up and, you know, let, let all the people who, who see the light come in so- and share their story and, and, see how they how they can contribute what their intention is and um yeah propagate these voices that that are um allowing this process to be more fluid so yeah that's you want to do
2: how do people join you we don't know how to join but you can teach other people how to join you if they have the right equipment
1: yeah uh my i mean my name on it is gavin campbell um I run the EWTA uh, clubhouse room. It's under that uh, same as my podcast, and um, yeah, uh, GFRP AAC is my uh, username for all my digital platforms. So
0: do you think you might come to another platform like uh twitter spaces which i haven't used but if you were going to open a room there i'd go there i've been i wanted to use clubhouse but you know like Faye, i don't own any apple uh products that 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 can do that so is there do you think maybe you'll expand or, or, or are there other people who are going to take the copiosis idea to these other uh spaces or is there a place you'd recommend if you can't get to clubhouse
1: this is the bottleneck that we're experiencing is this um smattering of platforms and um mm-hmm. yeah I mean we have Slack we have Discord we have WhatsApp we have Signal and uh whoever Next comes door. up with this yeah. like, this unified platform is going to be yeah. be heavily rewarded <laughs> cuz that's exactly what we're looking for—is a one-stop shop for all so these. I, all I these guess
0: I'll look people. for the the Discord myself then. I guess for copiosis.
1: Yeah, they're they're primarily on uh, Facebook, as I can tell at the moment. I don't know if they're opening rooms to chat about this stuff, um, but the the primary following is um, Facebook anyway. Yeah.
2: So I'm going to add you as a, put a credit for you in our show. Um, do you, would it be okay if I just put the GFRP AAC on Twitter for, for yeah. the credit? Yeah, that'd be do you want to, Okay. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you.
1: Yeah. Thank you. And what a, what a pleasure to be with everyone here. It's, mm-hmm. it's, this is the thing that keeps you going each day is people yeah. who, who are coalescing yeah. around these these um you know human-centered but, ideas
5: yeah thanks yeah for coming. The,
1: the, and and
4: that's so cool you're you're from like a place like homer alaska that's like like one of the unconnected parts of the united states like um I, I i just looked it up i it said it's the the halibut fishing capital of the world <laughs> yeah yeah
2: <laughs> yeah i thought that when we started this discussion that we were going to be talking more about the you know your the you know alaska permanent fund but i like where we went with the discussion and i'm glad that yeah me uh, too we were able to have it yeah so. i gotta check out this copiosis thing yeah. and i wish yeah. i could
0: uh i wish i could join you for the game b discussions yeah. in clubhouse so if you do take yeah. the game b discussions anywhere else uh let us know yeah
1: let's um let's make set an intention because um I have, you know, I have jumped in on Twitter Spaces a couple times and I'm familiar with it. Um, how how would you y'all feel I, about I can
4: I can I I have a host a space hosting privileges. So you can definitely you you know the first space I wanted to I want to host and I'm going to do this probably today or tomorrow is I I wanted to host a space called Inviting the Abundance and I was going to ask everybody in the space if you had a replicator and a and a transporter from like 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 from sci-fi movies it could take you wherever the hell you wanted and it could make whatever the hell you wanted like what would you use first and why and then i i was gonna do something like that so that's kind of like a game just be discussion kind of like right there and then like when if money is obsolete and you had two things that could make you anything and take you anywhere and then I was just gonna see what nice. people say.
1: Yeah.
3: Going to say, Gavin?
1: No, no, no. I just I love it, Ariel. Um, yeah, uh, I I would be happy to join in and um, uh, try and help help make that work out. Excellent. It it it's uh and and
4: I just want to say like it would be so cool like th- like th- they could have like a Simpsons episode in Homer Alaska because it would make so <laughs> much Homer. <laughs>
2: you're looking at all the unusual names wait till you see Texas Ariel yeah, yeah. We, got, we got we got we got place names like blanket <laughs> 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 anyway Ariel do you want to go ahead and do your closing because this is the part of our program where we
4: right 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 okay so um my name's Ariel I'm California you can find me on Twitter at Ariel's Ariels so that's A-R-I-E-L-S-A-E-R-I-A-L-S and uh i'm also on youtube youtube.com slash revolutionary thinking i haven't made a new video yet but probably a little bit too thank you
2: all right very good um i'm Faye ku you can find me at Palestine Math on twitter or just as myself on facebook Sheila and i are doing this project right now that's very personal it's about um me trying to uh, be able to talk to my children again, or at least get a letter from them. Uh, We are recording all of my letters that I wrote to my children, and we're putting it on OpenSea. Those are uh, letters that I wrote when I was incarcerated um, at the Metropolitan Detention Center in Los Angeles, which is a federal uh, facility. So if you're interested in that project, just go on OpenSea and search for Letters from Jail, and you will be able to uh, see the entire collection. We're still recording and dropping about one every week. And they're about like 30-minute long audio programs. You can listen to them by just clicking on our photo in the store. You don't have to worry about uh, buying it. We know that this is kind of a playground for, you know, pretty wealthy people. So hopefully somebody will pick it up at some point. All right. Um, Mia, do you want to go ahead and do your closing?
3: Sure, why not? Um, I'm at Mia Songbird on Twitter. Mia Songbird on Freight Out World. Um, I do Humanity Hangs Tuesdays and Fridays. You can check those out um, through Humanity Forward. I do this every Saturday mostly. I'm on special today because uh, Gavin I invited on. Um, I'm just going to mention this real quick before we go because it's kind of interesting. I was, uh, I was highlighted by Zoom yesterday. Yes. Oh. Wow. So you can uh, look at some of my artwork that they shared from the, that I draw on Humanity Hanks. Um, they shared one picture, which was just a sunset that I drew, and, and then the other picture was of Kim Woods. You guys know Kim from Basic or from Income Movement. It was her dog, her poor
2: departed dog Omen, that I uh. drew during one of the things as well. So, okay. yeah, because I was like, I would have remembered if I saw a portrait of, of Kimberly. <laughs>
3: <laughs> it was not of kim it was i'm not calling him a dog i was i was referencing kim's dog but yeah that's that's my big news for um recently and i'm going to be talking to now i think this weekend as long as things don't go crazy
2: <laughs>
3: now near yes
2: cool
3: uh podcast my creative workshop um nice. so i'll probably be drawing and we'll be talking about that a little bit more and some other things
2: yeah, he's one of the very famous creatives in our group. Very, very, cool, very cool. Uh, let's see, Eric, introduce yourself and in, uh, to the audience at the very end.
6: <laughs> sure, uh, I'm Eric Storsund. You can find me at ericstorsund.com. E-R-I-K-S-T-O-R-E-S-U-N-D. You can also find me at Twitter at Eric Storsund. Um, I am running for Congress in Connecticut's third district. Um, having a bit of a hard time getting further than I am in it, but still working on it. Um,
2: Eric, what is your? How do you spell your last name so that people can oh. find it if they're just oh. listening to the audio? Mm-hmm.
6: Oh yeah, uh, it's E R I K S T O R E S U N D. So store like you shop in, sun like in the sky, and D as in dog. Where did Kairosis come from, though? <laughs> Kerosis? um, K-rosis is a name that I chose, uh, a pseudonym that I chose in 2018, and I've just been using it since. It's one of the many uh, one of the many um pseudonyms that I've used throughout my life.
2: All right. Um. Oh, okay. So uh, that's awesome. If people wanted to find out more about your campaign, where would they go? Is there a campaign, a special, you know,
6: campaign? Yeah, yeah, there there is a campaign website. Um, It's ericstorsen.com. Again, it's E-R-I-K-S-T-O-R-E-S-U-N-D.com. And uh, you will find that I have 15 policies ranging from a $2,000 a month universal basic income to uh, changing intellectual property laws and... um, Treating the climate crisis like a war effort. So, if you're interested in any of the ideas that the Yang Gang has been associated with, I focus on about 15 of them and have a couple of my own. So,
2: very cool. Thank you very much, um, Lucas. Are you ready?
5: Yes. Oh, and Eric, I'd love to help you as we get closer to next year, since we're in the same district. So, yeah. I'm yeah. <laughs> So I'm Lucas. I'm from West Haven, Connecticut. Nice to meet you all again. I come on the Yang Gang like here and there, like when I feel, I guess when I can, like between Friday and Sunday. But um, you can find me on Ancestry.com. I have an account as I think Lucas Gabriel 86 or something. I'm not 100% sure. And then on uh, Facebook, it's my name, Lucas Gabriel. And I have a blue shirt on, so, and um, Instagram it's Lucas Gabriel yeah.
2: you cut yes. out at the end of the Instagram do you want to say that one it's one more time Lucas Gabriel 86 G-A-B-R-I-E-L alright very good so I think that's everyone Shale
0: alright thank you that was a great show guys uh, my name is Shale Riley my Twitter is Shale Riley S-H-A-E-L-R-I-L-E-Y thank you for joining us uh, we'll be back on Sunday with more basic oh no saturday tomorrow back tomorrow with where it's basically coming out of the ski not sunday anyway all right thanks